their thing. And I walk out and I was going to go like, just say hi to people in the crowd. And you know, there's like maybe 200 some people in line already. And there's this little tiny, like one of those little tiny vans that has the fucking pointy flat front end. I don't know what you call them. It was the W that was the WFNX van. That's the only vehicle they had. And Adam 12 is standing out there with stickers, but he's, his back is against the van and there's a circle of fucking dudes like, going, what the fuck are you doing here? You guys don't even play fucking static X. Fuck, wow. who the fuck are you? And he's like, Hey, you know, I, I just say, but my boss told me to came out to come out here. And I said, and I recognized him um, because I'd met him briefly once before at some beer event. And I said, Oh, Adam. Right. And he's like, yeah. Hey, how's it going? I'm like, Hey, Adam 12, everybody, this guy's great. And I'm shaking hands and we're talking. And then the, I was like, this, this, he's cool. Everything's good. And they all kind of disperse. He's like, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I thought they were going to throw my body in the woods, you know? And like, from that day on, we were like best friends. Um, That's awesome like the, that you got to do that because I've always wanted to be that person to be like, no, 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 guys, it's okay. He's with me. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Let this one live. If it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone, why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moscahanna Monsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. It is the high holiday. It is the high holiday. No, the I thought the high holiday was 420. This is the high holiday for the Irish. There you go. Well, yeah. For for the fake Irish, the Irish Americans, because in Ireland it's it's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> Ireland, it's Wednesday. Yeah, well, I guess every day it's St. Patrick's Day there. See, they don't fuck around. Why just do one day? It's like kiss the Blarney Stone and let's get fucking tapped. Oh yeah, kiss the Blarney. That's how COVID started. It was no all the people gross, th- gross things like that? Yep. Yep. You're not My- washing your fucking hands and pissing on yourself in the bathroom and kissing that fucking stone. What did you you always say that pissing on yourself in the bathroom? What are you doing in there? You that, have been in the restroom plenty of times when people do what they do and they walk out without washing their hands. That's gross. I don't I don't know what people do in gas station bathrooms to make everything wet, but it's just gas stations. Uh, I'm because like, you it's got pu- it on the ceiling. Public. It's public and it's fucking gross. And and Billy Baru at the front is not getting paid more than ten bucks an hour. He's not going to go wipe up the public urine. <laughs> Billy Baru, that sounds like a goalie. <laughs> I feel like Billy Baru came from Caddyshack. Did it really? I it's think been so. so long since I've seen that. Oh, I just made a reference to that yesterday. What was it? What, uh, because Rodney Dangerfield, I know what it was. I saw an old thing on Facebook. Um, Rodney Dangerfield was on the Howard Stern show and Howard was fucking grilling him. And I always made me think of Rodney Dangerfield and his Rodney Dangerfield's lawyer's name was Vinny Bumbats. <laughs> hey, and I go see my lawyer, Vinny Bumbats. Hey, I fucking, and that name is stuck in my head. Anytime I'll just pull, I pull out Billy Baru or Vinny Bumbats. And hey, I definitely, his wife, she was really something before electricity. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that movie's so fucking good. I think we had this discussion on this show where we're like the good movies. And then you make the second one and fuck up. 
I mean, they do that with everything. I mean, you, the hangover was fine just as the hangover. Yeah, at least should have left that alone. Why are there four of those or whatever? That's just not, you know what has been good? And I don't want to jinx it because they're releasing a third one, Deadpool. Haven't seen. What the fuck are you doing I over there? Do superhero fucking, stuff. No, 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 it's, no, no. It's the polar opposite. Is it? He, yep. He's the fucking. Um, How is it the polar opposite? Because he's not. He fucking. He's just. He's. He's. I was he's on the set fucking, of the first movie. You were. The yeah. Were you an extra? No, they just. It, it was in uh, Warner Brothers, I believe, and they were uh, they were filming it, and you know when when Ryan, you know Ryan Reynolds did the Green Lantern, and that was tra- he was trying to be serious, and that was such a fucking train wreck, awful movie that he got a chance to do this in Deadpool. I don't fucking know. I don't recall. Oh, you know what? I was thinking, Ryan, it was the Green Lantern I was on the set for. That's awful. That that was, <laughs> I mean, it's cool that you're on the set, but that movie was so bad. He rags on himself in that movie, in Deadpool, because he went, I think at the very end, he, the Deadpool character, jumps behind the Green Lantern character that was him, and he slices his throat. He's like, this oh, was just, just to acknowledge it. And oh. I, it's, it's not a cool thing that I was on the uh, the set because every th- I, I noticed this after a little while, after there was a pattern, every set that I was on, the movie either tanked or the oh, show boy. got canceled immediately after. I like, hope that doesn't I hope that doesn't rub off on fucking Jackie Flynn because Loudermilk, by the way, is fucking oh hysterical. Oh, my God. I, I wonder if Shu saw it. But, yeah, I've also been – we were talking about this. I've been binging it. I haven't seen any other ones, but I'm going right back to that today. So that you're was, still in season one. I am. Have 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 you finished the whole thing? Uh, almost done with. See, I, I I get it where I'm like two thirty in the morning, going, I'm fucking so tired, and I fall asleep. I've and it's on Amazon through. Prime. If it's if on- anyone hasn't seen it yet, it's um we had Jackie Flynn on last week, uh, who's a Boston comedian and actor, and he's in it and a writer in it. And it, the the show it's a little slow to start. I won't little lie. Bit. Little the, bit. the first two two episodes are snoozers, um, but you know kinda, the, it's, you kind of see it's in character, the character development. Yeah, the Ron the Ron Livingston character who plays Sam Loudermilk is 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 developed, and I and I I I thought when that name bugs Jack- me. Sam Loudermilk. Why would you pick Loudermilk? Like L- Laura didn't even want to watch the show because she was so annoyed by it. She's like, I hate that name. Why would you pick you? You could pick any name. Because I think I think you you as you get through the first two seasons, you start to fucking hate this guy. But he's also so kind and thoughtful. But he's just buried in being a sourpuss. He's so bitter at everything. Oh, but it's just it's uh, right I, here. Oh. Oh. oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Oops, we're gonna have to edit that. How's out. it going, man? Mike's shoes a prick. <laughs> like that's news. <laughs> <laughs> we're discussing uh, louder milk. I didn't get the fucking scally cap memo. Yeah, I, oh. I I just got mine because Isaiah had it on, and oh, I was okay. like, you know what? I'm just gonna go get my little Brian Johnson hat. <laughs> um, I uh. I'm Chinese. I look pretty stupid in a scally cap. So you're Chinese. No, I think you could pull it off. You think so? Yeah. Mm. I never knew you were Chinese. I don't. I yeah. don't see that. I yeah, a lot of people that. miss that fact. They think it's <laughs> Swedish, obviously. <laughs> My last name. Also, if you discussing. turn these hats around, it's it's just a hat on a '90s comedian. There you go. Oh yeah, oh. Don Marrera. It's a Bob Kelly hat. Yes. Oh, you're exactly right. I look like fucking what's his name? The Bob guy from Marley. 
<laughs> him too. Oh my God. Well, do you guys follow Bob Marley on social media? The comedian? I love his music. <laughs> He's kind of dead, but <laughs> the other one. <laughs> I know he is, right? I mean, he looks like he is in his videos. Jesus. He's a little high. He's no, like, I ate a dozen donuts today. He's Bob Marley. Follow that. We got to get that guy on. His videos make me laugh. And today's, he's just fucking standing there. It just says, you know, happy St. Patrick's Day. And he's dancing around to some Irish fucking tune. And he picks up the little bottle of Jameson, starts drinking it, picks up a bag of potatoes and goes, that's basically what it is. Fucking potatoes and Jameson. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he fucking makes me laugh hard. Yeah. I love, he did the Corona watch for as many days. I think he did it for like, the first 150 days every day was Corona watch 2020 or he called it Corona Corona watch Corona. Yeah. I mean, he had nothing else to do. And I mean, he, he just pumps comedy CDs out like nobody else does. <laughs> have you ever seen him live? He's fucking hysterical. I don't know if I have. He's very, very, very good. We need to talk about getting that manor on this show. He's good. He is. Did you watch louder milk, Mike? No. So good. I haven't watched anything. I've watched <laughs> absolutely nothing on TV since the last time we talked. I have watched not one movie or television show or anything like that. It's Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you when you go back to doing morning drive. You no, fucking you, lose your life. To, I'm supposed to have more time to watch that stuff when I get home in the day, in the middle of the day, and I'm supposed to have time, you know. But it's just I get home. By the time I get home, and I'm doing other stuff, and then it's like. <laughs> <laughs> when I wake up, I only have one TV in the house. There's just one TV. You know, my daughter and my, my wife dominate that. Yep. But, um, you know, and I could watch something, I guess, on my computer. But No, your, your, your wife and your daughter, would they'll appreciate Louder Milk. It's dry. He is, uh, Ron Livingston is a fucking great character. I know, he's Didn't a see, good actor. Oh, fuck. He's so, and I think I, I touched on it when, when Jackie was telling us last week. I, it sounded like it was the character of much more developed character from like the second half of office space, you know, mm -hmm. and he gets hypnotized. He's like, I don't give a fuck. This is, right, this guy yeah. is, I don't give a fuck. He's a recovering drug and, and alcohol uh, got issues there and he's running a support group. So it kind of reminded me of anger management a little bit with Charlie Sheen. Yes. And, and just, and these comics are fucking great. And then Jackie gets worked into it as, as Josh isn't through the full season. So I won't get into it, but He's uh he's he's Tony gets developed really well later in it. He's fucking it's very yeah, good. Once I, they I'd start bringing it. him in, then like Brian Reagan's character is amazing. Yes. He has a Will big Sasso. character in that. Will Sasso is he's got to be like one of the funniest people ever. That yeah. and he doesn't do stand up, which is crazy. No, he's just funny. <laughs> fucking, funny that's not he. Yeah. And he has huge calves. And the reason I know that is because he exposes them in the fucking show. He's like he just pulls his pants up. He's like, look at these fucking calves. I'm like, what? <laughs> Was rolling around on the floor and the next two episodes you know he's big he's got a big upper body and he's got these fucking rock legs like he's in the olympics i'm like what that got brought up <laughs> i bet he played ball right he must have played something ball. oh yeah yeah he was a football player or did fucking squats with fucking kegs something fucking you know? all day yeah he that's i, I think is, your uh, wife would like that is, is luke Carr coming on today he is so. yes okay i got a question to ask him because uh i got maybe an hour of sleep last night Oh, so you're fading. You're I, fading. It, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> I was going to say you're either hungover or that morning show is kicking you in the balls. Uh, no, no. I just to, last night was a night where I just, you know, um, the guy I work with Adam Webster calls it pee roulette, you know, because when you get to my age, you get up in the middle of the night and you pee like four times, you know, so my so, age. So when you get up, right, 
and you're like, oh, I got to fucking get up. I got to go pee. And you don't want to look at the clock because you just don't want to get fucking pissed off. But <laughs> you have to look at the clock to figure out, you know. And so you just, I roll over and you're just hoping for like a 12. Because right. I'm going to bed at like nine these days. And you're just hoping for a 12. Like, oh God, let it be 12. Let it be 12 something, 12 <laughs> something. And then it says like, you know, 12, 18. You're like, yes, fucking yes. I got another four hours. Uh, no, but last night that was every 20 minutes I was getting up. Every Ooh, why? Minutes. What's yeah, going on with know. the bladder? Uh, no, it wasn't peeing. It was just waking up. And then I couldn't get back to sleep. And it, then, it's your mind's going back into that. And you know it because getting up, you, you know, yeah. you can't, you can't wake up at seven, seven o'clock. Fucking show's an hour gone. You've got to yeah, be there. Right. Yeah. I got to be there. Then you get nervous. <laughs> like I'm going to sleep through my alarm. Have you, you know, have you started having the radio dreams again? No, not yet. Not yet. I had those a lot. They're always the same too. It was like, I'd be in Provincetown on a beautiful day and I'd have to be on the air at three o'clock in and Worcester. I look at my, I look at, yeah, no, in, this is a, yeah, so it's like in Boston, right? So right. I'm in Provincetown walking down the street and I look at my watch. It's 20 minutes of three. Oh, hmm. am I going to make it? Oh yeah. Route six will be clear as a fucking bell. Yeah. No problem. I'll just like cruise right into Boston <laughs> off Cape Cod on a Sunday. Yeah. That, that won't be a problem at all. And then it's somewhere in the dream, you got to like end up building like a, an airplane out of bubble gum or something. Yeah. You're like, what am I doing? I got to go. Nothing works, right? You're like, you're, yeah. in, you're in the studio and you're hitting every button. Oh, I used to have so many dreams about the hotline. Reason, yeah. You can't, you can't make it work. It's not fucking happening. And it's like, <laughs> why, why my hands are on it. It's not working. I know how it works. <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't started having those yet. I think it's because um, uh, this is just a little more relaxed than it used to be. That's all. Yeah, but yeah. it's still there. It's the time. It's and like Josh just said, yeah. you know, it, all the shows that Josh was producing and be it's like that hotline ringing. Who's calling? Why doesn't this fucking button work? The right. EAS test fucked with me all the time. Every time I'd come in to do a weekend shift on AAF or any station, anywhere, any any show, that fucking EAS test. I'm like, it used to just yeah. be a button. But then on the last leg of AAF, I think it was like some fucking digital bullshit that went through. And if it didn't go off, there's dead air. Dead air is the worst thing in the fucking well, world if you're on radio. It would go off in the middle of whatever you were doing. You would take right. over because it was a federal law. So right. if you didn't run it, you had 60 minutes. And at the end of 60 minutes, it would just cut in. And it would be <laughs> like, ah, ah, ah. this is a test. So, you know, in the middle of a fucking Zeppelin tune. And then your boss is yelling at you and people are calling up going, you fucking suck. <laughs> and yeah, in the text line being like we'll, we'll play that again uh, yeah, well, oh. remix was that dumb shit <laughs> yeah the text line we got a tech finally got our text line we had a problem with our text line for like a week at work and we finally got it working and i was just like oh well it was nice while it was fucking broken that's for sure <laughs> what's the text line at pike the tech oh, it's uh 508-799-7453 Nice. It's the same as the phone line, which is kind of cool. You can talk, call or text on the oh, same that is number. Cool. Fire that thing up. That thing, numbers. the text line is fucking content for days. Some days I'd come in yeah. and just be like, I don't have anything on me. I say one thing, and it would be yep. fucking boobville would oh, just yeah. go off. And if there's I, like yeah. a break off for every one of these comments. And it's I a great gauge to uh, see if anyone noticed if you fucked up or not. Because you Oh, God. Go, oh, and then, oh, yeah. uh, okay, nothing it was, good. It was a good alarm because it's like, hey, <laughs> we can hear you talking. Oh, my God. Hot mic. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to call it the Mensa line. Oh, yeah, exactly. Why do I hear YouTube behind this song? Yeah, right. What What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I like I like I always like somebody would really lash out 
I'd either shoot back, I love you too, or I'd lash back out. And then they'd be like, oh my God, I didn't think anybody was fucking there. You guys are the balls. You just called me a fucking douche a second ago, you fuck. <laughs> I got I tell you that story about the, the girl who texted me. It was three texts, about four paragraphs for each text. Oh, what? And she was trying to explain to someone, guy, girl, I don't know why they, they can't, they couldn't be a couple anymore. Ooh, like you, you were know, getting broken up with your constant, your constant, um, you know, mental torture, you know, you, I can't figure out your moods and you, I can't read your mind and, and you know, you're, it makes me feel small, you know, and I, I, I think I deserve better. And it's taken me a long time to do this. And I mean, it was just a, a heart wrenching, like novel. That and went to the wrong and number. Going, and I'm like, <laughs> Should I text back? I should probably <laughs> text back because then if she like sees the dude and the dude's like, what the fuck? You know, you didn't call me and, and she'll be confused and then someone might get hurt. So I texted her back. I, I was just kind of like, hey, I'm really sorry you're going through all this, but this is WAAF. I just felt <laughs> awful. Never got a response. I don't know if I hope she like copied and pasted everything. Well, that, that story had a happy ending because she texted the wrong number and then she, we ended up getting married. Um, oh, great. Yeah. oh, and, and you're, now you're going to be a father. Yes, yeah. Wow. Married on St. Patrick's Day, too. Oh, nice. nice. Oh, that's great. Wait, today's your wedding anniversary. It is. Hey! Was it St. Patrick's Day? It was. That's why there was bagpipes. And <laughs> look at Mike. Mike's like, what fucking day is it? Yeah, <laughs> this morning show's killing there. I'm like, is this... Oh, it's March. It's Holy the seventh. <laughs> hey, see the stuff behind me? It's not because I'm in a clover field or that's a science movie. It's the day. That background is a day. little racist. Oh, Irish don't care. See, that's the great part. You can fucking say drunk fucking. We don't give a fuck. Some of oh. that's partially true. And here we go. Here's Lucas <laughs> Carr. What do you mean partially true? It's very true. If you don't know who Lucas Carr is, he was a former Boston firefighter and an army ranger, and he he was there when the Boston Marathon bombings went off. I just like to call him the Boston Forrest Gump. Right. He's just right. there for not not IQ wise. Right. He's just there for every event. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I was here. I went over here. I got a story from here, and then I got here, 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 here. It's the Boston Forrest Gump. There. We <laughs> that fucking guy. Look at him. Look at his fucking face. Okay. How long, have, how long have we known Lucas Carr? Hey, what, what's up, dude? How long have we known this guy? And look, he's oh, a man. Shoe, you and robot. I. You're a fucking robot. You don't age at all. <laughs> you look exactly the same like the yeah. day I met you. Seriously, what the uh, fuck? So, <laughs> first of all, Mike, can we just agree on one thing? No. <laughs> it depends. No one's gonna fucking no one's gonna admit to that. No, I'm all right, all right. We'll, we'll agree. No, 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 no. There's yeah. there's two things in life we can all agree on. Okay. All right. One of them, add bacon. Right, of course. Yeah. Always. And the second one is if you bring a baby into a movie theater, you're a piece of shit. Done. <laughs> Can't do that Show's anymore because there's no right? movie theaters. Fuck, right? Show's I know, over. But I get it. That's but great. let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, Mike, on when you had your uh, show on on AAF, there was this little thing on top of your page, and it said "Add Bacon." Oh and, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, just a rule because it just makes everything better. Yes. You know? 
Yeah, you know, food, hate, you know, cars, sex. Hate, it's all I hate, it's better. Sex. I hate scallops. Let's is that your is that your daughter behind you? She's looking at you fine. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Uh I'm actually in the office. I uh Oh geez. Well, that's a compliment oh, to you, no, young lady. She works. She, no, this is fine. She's leaving here. Lauren, this is uh, this is this is. Hey, actually, Lauren, Lauren, can you take his seat? Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Have her sit down. We're done with you. You gave us what we needed: bacon and fucking screaming babies. Yeah. Now we want to talk to her. Right. Wow. Um, what do you do? What does she? Does she work with you? Oh my God, Isaiah! Like you're the one that's talking about babies and bacon and shit. <laughs> An aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't know if I'd put bacon on the baby. Oh. That's fucked up, but I'm in. No, I'm <laughs> saying the same thing. Like I'm bacon wrap I, baby. Uh, I'm, yeah. Um, <laughs> Luke, I'm gonna make Luke's head explode. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it. I want to watch. I didn't. I'm in Vegas one year and like I had the, like the whole same process. Like I got annoyed by some screaming fucking baby one time. And in Vegas, Jesus. Later, I'm going up the escalator and this kid's got like his glasses and he's like doing this shit like and like this. And I'm like, oh my god, I like I feel awful for this kid. I'm like, he's like he's acting really fucked up looking and I feel awful. And I'm like, he's. <laughs> I'm like, what? why? Like why aren't why aren't his parents paying any attention to them? <laughs> because his father turns around and goes, "Danny, cut that out right now!" And the kid looks right at me and goes, "Sorry." Wow. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Listen, sorry. My dad has a gambling problem. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to eat my glasses because my father's a drunk fucking gambling right. prick. Sorry, sir. Yeah. Hey, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> my father. We just want to play catch. Better. You get fucking dice in your hand. Yeah. Whether he um, wins on the roulette table, it, you know, judges whether or not it's a happy ride home or not. So, whether right. I'm or not. Yeah. Daddy lost a few mortgage payments. That's why I'm bleeding. What? <laughs> I mean, I, I get it's pretty awful when somebody has a compelling gambling problem and outcomes of losing a fucking house. It's like, uh, oops, <laughs> like whoops. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, I, 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 I gamble on games, but you can't fucking like, dude, you just lost your car. <laughs> I'm the worst, worst gambler uh, ever. I can't gamble at all. I just, I'm horrible. I have the worst. Stay away from it. I never win. I, you know, so, so I just avoid it. I totally avoid it. It's just I, it. yes. So I have like one of the most obscure gambling stories, most successful gambling stories of all time. Um, we'll be the judge of that. Go. All right. So my buddy, uh, and and kudos to my buddy Eric Tosi, um, communications director of uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. He got a job out there during the nice. Yeah. Was the uh, basically. PR guy for the uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. He does a great job. Awesome. Used to be for the Bruins. What's that? Used to be the PR guy for the Bruins. Yes, he was the man, and everybody loved Toaster Man. And he was like, he was great with the players, and he was great with people like Josh Dole. Right. All right. That takes uh, a fucking special person. And then he uh, left. Yeah, because yeah. you know, I mean, uh, here we are. <laughs> he went uh, fucking west. <laughs> Fuck Josh Dole. Um. So, you know, kudos to my man. And he goes, hey, listen, uh, I, I, I want to take all you guys out to Vegas because I just got this job. And all right, we all go out there and we all go to this pool party. Great fucking time. Like everybody's having a time. Gant, you know, it's like, yeah, we're in Vegas. There's, there's money on the table. There's tits hanging out. Like, here we are. We're in Vegas. But that is it. Um, 
everybody had to go like their separate ways because we had like dinner reservations with like the Golden Knights team, like all these dudes who are going to be in the Stanley Cup finals who nobody knew about until they played Washington. Right. Um, which was one of the better Stanley Cup series I've, I've watched and a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I got to go back to my room because I need to square myself away because I am <laughs> ISB. Yes. <laughs> Anybody know what that stands for? I smell blackout. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's good. Good plan. So um, (laughs) I'm I'm going back, and I'm like, I spent all that time at that pool party, and I didn't gamble at all. So of course I'm cutting through the Bellagio to go back to my hotel, and I see this like terraced table, and there's just like a bunch of dudes around it, and I'm like. That's my opportunity. I'm going to go gamble and play craps. I like the craps. It's good. Yeah. You can win really big fast or lose really big fast. So I get in there. It's great. It's fucking awesome. But there's no vibe at this table. Mm. And people, I swear to God, we're like the cutouts of Schindler's List. Like, oh, you go, why, why are you guys unhappy? We didn't make the cut of Schindler's List. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Um, so... <laughs> So I get up there and this big fucking dude, like, I mean, there's like a, a couple big dudes. Stop. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, like in a t-shirt, flip-flops and shorts. He goes, it's a private table. <laughs> so like, he goes, in other words, there's a high buy-in and you need to spend a certain amount of money just to play here. I go, so it's not a private table. Not technically, but there's people up there who are spending lots of money. I'm like, what's the buy-in? He goes, that much. And I'm like, oh, 400 bucks. I can come Four dollars. <laughs> yeah. no, I no, have that. that on me. He goes, he goes that. Zero, zero, I'm like, zero. Like, I don't even have none of that. <laughs> so he goes, thousand, four thousand. I'm like, I was like, um, I looked like Axel Foley in Beverly Hills Cop when the guy explained what the single rate room night was. It's five hundred dollars a night. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes four thousand dollars. I look right at him and I go, fine. (laughs) I'm back with four thousand dollars, and the guy's like, okay. I'm waiting for Rosewood and Taggart to come and pick me up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I go in there and they're like, oh, okay. Uh, you got a driver's license or anything? And I'm like, okay. So they go, they, they do the thing, like one of these, like, I'm going to, you know, like that talk, like, okay. And the guys like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. We could, you know, great. Uh, Mr. Carr, this is um, welcome to the table. It's a $300 minimum bet. Yep. Yep. Fine. (laughs) You're you're almost blackout, too. Don't forget. You're almost blackout. All right. But nobody didn't say anything about having to bet anything. So I'm up there just watching these guys ready to pull out a revolver and either take themselves out or the guy across. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, like, people i'm waitresses coming over with drinks like full like this is a fully catered area i'm drinking and here i am going out 
And the guy next to me um, looks very familiar. And I like decided to, in the middle of all of this guy's money that he's spending, I start talking about like fucking cereal with him. Like, ah, you know, like, I kind of like kicks with like, <laughs> Dude, this is the high bananas. rollers table. You're yeah, talking yeah. about kicks. This is the high rollers fucking, table. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. Fruit Loops. Stand on mini weeds. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so it's just like it's getting into like you could see that this guy is fucking like not having like this fucking guy is like just talking to me about, about cereal fucking cereal like i just cereal. i just like, lost you know, i just lost a hundred grand you like, want to know what I, fucking I, I, cereal I mean, I'm, I'm like you know every once in a while like i kind of go with like the cheerios and raisin bran with like a scoop of jesus cereal. like you know like he's like oh my god i'm gonna blow my fucking head off <laughs> all this time the dice keep coming in front of me and it comes time to bet and i just keep doing this yeah move it away <laughs> yep. oh you're gonna pass yep <laughs> pass wait until i feel it <laughs> yeah gonna pass so i'm feeling good because they're feeding me drinks and i've been at this table for over an hour the stick man next to me is just like oh man this fucking guy is gonna really cause an issue here but i'm starting to like focus on the dude on the other side of the stick man i'm like this guy looks so familiar he looks so familiar and i go hey the guy next to you how much money has he lost? He goes, oh, 5,500. He goes, 50,000. 55,000. Oh That's God. why they all look like fucking they wanted to kill like, themselves. Uh, so 55,000. This guy's at 55,000. Negative. After Oof. Mark from the casino. And, uh. and all of us like, so here I am. I'm like, I'm in a really bad spot to even be talking about cereal for starters. All right. <laughs> well, they're going to need it soon. Yeah. So, so finally, like the dice come in front of me and the dude next to me goes, you talk all that smack about cereal and shit. What you, when you're going to roll and spend some of that money that you buy cereal with, I'm like, <laughs> um, you know what? I guess. I go, today's your lucky day because if you like red, I'm going to be throwing a lot of red. He goes, what? I go, red berry, special K, man. <laughs> and it finally clicked on who this guy was. So it clicked. I'm like, I know this guy in my head. And then I threw the dice. Seven came up. He it's seven. And the, the table's like, all right. Like, we're finally winning something. Because nobody won anything for like 20 rolls. It was Oh, craps, huge seven money. Out, numbers, people losing crit like houses. <laughs> you know? Huge money. So I rolled three sevens in a row, and I told the dude next to me, I'm like, you better take whatever you have there. And how many yellow chips? He was dude was playing with yellow chips, thousand dollar chips. Oh fuck. Right? Thousand dollars. I go, I promise you, you have the word on Kellogg's everything. <laughs> That I'm gonna roll seven. He goes, man, you better put your money where your mouth is, cause you ain't gonna have much to talk about after this one. I'm like, oh, seven. No way. What the fuck? This place, like, yeah. I'm like this, uh, yeah. And I'm like, I got no towels, and I'm doing this shit. I'm like, <laughs> and then, and then it finally like dawned on me who this guy was. Oh my god, was it Tony the Tiger? It, it was, was Mr. Chuck, Kellogg. It was not Tony. It was Chuck D from Public Enemy. Are you no way? I fucking swear to you. Really? And he's losing fifty grand at the craps table. 
Um, he, after I left, he was definitely up way more than that. Wow. So, like, I was rolling, I guess, for about 15 minutes. And this dude, like, I'm naming out songs that he wrote and stuff. And I'm like, can't trust it like that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like can't trust it. And I'm like, yeah. throwing it down. Like, I'm like, throwing it down like that. And I'm throwing, like, <laughs> hammering it down. And, like, the guy's like, hey, you got to throw the dice like this. I'm like, all right. Throwing it out like that. You gotta, Jesus. You got to throw. And then Chuck D's, like, start, like starting to laugh. I'm like, you see? I like my cereal. <laughs> I think he he won quite a bit of money. So we're getting ready to like cash out because the table, they whatever they rented the table for, it was great. Like he goes, You're coming out with me for the entire night, man. Oh my Ooh. god. My phone's dead. <laughs> I have no con- Oh my God. Oh. I go, well, uh, I go, well, let me just go charge my phone. Okay, Chuck D. Yeah, right. go, let me go charge my phone and just get in this fucking limo <laughs> i go out with him dude takes me out gets me fitted in a tuxedo like a fucking nice the cut takes me out with him and his boys and who is there fucking big daddy kane jesus oh, christ you guys don't know who big daddy kane is you guys go fuck yourself i'm no, i do i do i'm you hanging out me. with chuck g and Big Daddy Kane. Legends. Trailblazers. <laughs> so it's six o'clock the next morning. This was six o'clock at night. And I still haven't charged my phone. I felt oh. like they take <laughs> my buddy who were, who got the job in Vegas. Everybody like had reservations. Oh, wow. Doing shit. I'm nowhere to be found. And I'm walking out with like $15,000 in cash. Like I just, some pimp with a tuxedo walking around. <laughs> so I, I, the club or bar is like ready to close. And the fucking people are like, hey, sir, it's time to go. I'm like, yeah. You never hear that in Vegas, sir. You got to leave. I'm like, no, I'm like, ever said that. I'm like hey, no, no, no problem, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to leave. So I'm walking out and I turn around and I'm like, you know, guys, I hate to ask, but I, I haven't like done anything wrong. I've been pretty cool with you guys all night. Um, what did I do wrong to be asked to leave? <laughs> Sir, it's six o'clock in the morning and the club is closed. Oh, <laughs> Uh, all right. I, I don't think clubs close in Vegas. Yeah, I know. He goes, it's so six o'clock in the morning. Sorry. I thought this was fucking Las Vegas. <laughs> Four hours later. I didn't know I was hanging with a bunch of pussies. Four hours later. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, I didn't know I was in Branson. Right? <laughs> Jeez. So four hours later, I finally, like, meet up with my crew because they had a pool party at wet republic and i like show up there finally like i found a charger by then uh <laughs> you're walking around with 15 grand fucking buy one yeah. right right <laughs> ah, ah, this is fine i'm gonna get the experience you could even uh, afford a nice one so, right? yes apple so i finally like see these guys and they're like <clears throat> blah 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 who's got the next area Right beside us. Chuck D. 
Chuck fucking D. No way. Of course, I'm with all these dudes that like are in the NHL and shit. And they're like, dude, yeah, like what happened? Like we were having a great time and nobody knew who you were. I like, thought you were dead. Also, why are you I'm, wearing a tuxedo? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I had to change my because <laughs> tuxedo was not in good shape. No. But I go next door. I'll be like, I'll be right back. I'm like, what's up? I gotta go say hi to my buddies. Big bodyguard, like they had security, like body yeah, like, yeah. everywhere. Like, I'm like, Jack, yo, hey! Like, they're like, hey, hey, back away. Settle down, settle down. Back away. I'm like, yo, B. I'm like saying their names. And they're like, if you do it right, as a white guy, people will yell back in return. A black guy will be like, yes, that's my aunt right there. But finally, I go, listen, I need one of you guys to radio back to those dudes right there. And you need to tell them that Lucas is in the front. So they go to the speaker and then Chuck, and then all my buddies who I went there with, like Tosi and all the Golden Knights dudes were like, dude, just please, God, leave them alone. They, you're going to get, you're gonna get fucking don't want any issues. Like, we, we don't, no, 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 leave them alone. Like, they're all over there. Like, stop, stop, leave them alone. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then, so finally, here come Chuck D and Big Daddy K. Oh, yo, yo. And they're talking to all their buddies and they're going, yo, this is a crazy white dude we were telling you about last night. Telling us about cereal and shit. And I'm like, that's my guy. They hooked down and they joined both of the parties together. Oh, man. It was insane. Everybody was like, without me explaining why I, nobody could get a hold of me. Why? Had 15 grand on my pocket. <laughs> uh, why are you in a tuxedo? What happened? Why? <laughs> what's going on? Everybody was like, leave them alone. Was like, I just figured it out. Also, speaking of being out all night, Shu has a sleep question for you. Oh, no, wait. I wanted to finish this. So, what happened? Did you fucking end up getting married at a chapel to Chuck D? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, 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 he got that tuxedo. First of all, dude, you were hanging first of all, out with I got a legend. <laughs> First of all, I got to apologize. Like, I know that story could have got done in like two and a half minutes. Oh, no, that was the show. The show is fucking over now. Dude, you're having big daddy. I mean, mean, where? (laughs) The original OG sexual chocolate. He's the fucking man. And Chuck D. It's funny that Chuck D is losing 55 grand at a fucking craps table. Mr. (laughs) Fuck the power, you know, know, donated that money to a food bank or something like that. But he's out fucking, yeah, you know, he's just. Oh, he. Hey, let's do. Fucking guy was up and at him after that, man. Like. Holy shit. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Fucking amazing, dude. Um. So I actually, I got a, I got a question for you and I don't know if you can divulge anything about your ranger training, but yeah, I got like an hour of sleep last night. And that's just because of one of those nights where I just kept waking up. Did you go through any kind of sleep, you know, deprived, uh, you know, did you go through any of that kind of training that yeah, he went to Vegas? Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he hung out with Chuck D for three days straight. <laughs> that's yeah. what I, I did. Um, pays him. Did you, did you right, go well, through any of that in your tra- ranger training where they deprived you of sleep for like three days? So as, as funny as this might sound, I mean, I, I didn't think it was possible until it happened. Uh, one fake tooth later and, um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, and a broken nose. Oh yeah. So 
I remember, uh, so in Ranger school, well, outside of all the other, you know, you, when you go through back then it was RIP, now it's RASP. And um, I remember, uh, oh man, they have two phases. They have two patrol phases of the mountain phase back then. And one was the mus, one was the hack, uh, hatchet, and one was the musket. And you had like a day of rest and just refit in between. And uh, like the <coughs> first night we were out in the field, we had gotten like no sleep. And we like, I think we like went up a hill and then down a hill, or most of us fell down a hill. <laughs> and uh, we ended up like on this pavement area of like a fish hatchery. And it was just like, here we were like all night busting the side of mountains and shit. And we're all like tired as hell and like, I never thought it was possible to sleep standing up <laughs> and I fell asleep and I went boom. <laughs> so shoe, the fact that you're sitting down for this one is very good. <laughs> see, that, see, that, see, that, yeah. see that couch behind him? That couch is where he's yeah. going to bed right two. after the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, two, the more we talked and the more we moved and the more like we got intrigued by some stupid shit somebody would say like hey i got i i don't think pluto's a planet like <laughs> or it is now i don't fucking know they change it every five seconds uh that kept you awake though it's yeah it's like i want to punch this kid in the face i'm gonna wait till he falls asleep and he, <laughs> yeah. but I, I don't think i don't think i was ever gonna punch anybody in the face but you know, it's like, hey, if it kept you awake, why the fuck not? Yeah, like, hey, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Seattle. I hear it rains there a lot. Like, I, <laughs> what kind of series are you like? Yes, <laughs> I found that's out my that go to. Chuck, yeah, like Chuck weather D chats. Like, yeah, right. You know, Chuck D I, likes lucky charms. This fucking cab driver, you're driving to the airport. You're like, I'm gonna fucking drive us off the road right now if you don't shut up. <laughs> yeah, but, Mike started. Um, Mike started doing mornings at the Pike, so now he's back at you know waking up at fucking four thirty, and even as close as he is to the studio, yeah. I'm sure you know most days by noon he's fucking lunch meat. Well, it was, I'm, I'm usually pretty okay, but it's just I didn't sleep at all last night, so I don't know. That's a song. If it's a hallucinating, uh, it's it's kind of like there's trails. Like, I'm, do you man, feel like you're hallucinating? Like Make sure you're loaded with carbohydrates and um and sugar. I had six chili dogs. Is that oh. something that'll fortify me? <laughs> That's only if there was the heart, uh, too. Only if there was bacon. No, no, uh, no bacon. But you know, that's the problem. Did, right wait a there. minute, wait a minute, Lucas. Did you have bacon with Chuck D? Stop fucking around. <laughs> that's the way that it's. I tell you what, man. Like we we <laughs> ate out. Of <laughs> we finished the evening with the Las Vegas Knights and Chuck D, and no, no, we no, had no, a no, fucking bacon sandwich. I, I finished the night with Chuck D. I started a new day with the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> Christ. But right. then you said, hey, Flurry, I got to go. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> kind of. I mean, oh, it, it still won't compare to that Canadian kid in Edmonton tell, asking me who the fuck I was. Like, John, Josh, you ever tell him about that one? No. Who is it? Um, so in 2014, I went out to uh, Oilers uh, – Went out to do like some team building stuff and I went out to training camp for the Edmonton Oilers, the rookie camp in 2014 to play hockey. And Andrew, that was when Andrew Ference uh, had just signed a contract out there and yep. became the captain. Yep. That's when Benoit Pool Benny Pouliot got um, signed by the Oilers. So like kind of a cool story that Torelli just 
came out there as a GM and like they were rebuilding Edmonton to try to be a fucking powerhouse. And surprisingly, like, again, with too many hot heads in the fucking room, you can't be a good hockey team. Like this, we're seeing the same thing right now unraveling Buffalo. Uh, and, and I hate to put, you know, on a live podcast, I hate to put Buffalo on the spot like that, but like, like Buffalo is a great hockey team. They have a lot of great players on there. And now with Edmonton, starting to sift through a lot of that stuff from like seven years ago, they're starting to come into their own. And I wouldn't be surprised if they won the cup this year because McDavid wants to win. Leon Drysaddle, I had that kid in camp when he got drafted by Edmonton and he was legit. And I'm just like, wait until McDavid gets here, man. Right. Hey, you can talk as much shit about Buffalo as you want. I don't know about their hockey team, but that city fucking well, sucks. Uh, <laughs> I will well, actually, never go back to fucking Buffalo. That uh, place is shitty. The people are fucking assholes. And Fuck they're the fucking Even if I won the lottery and I had to pick up my million dollars in fucking Buffalo, I'd say, fuck you, keep it. Assholes. I fucking you know, hate that city. You can- <laughs> hey, 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 Lucas, I think, I think Mike's fucking definitely hallucinating. Buffalo does suck, but you would never leave a million dollars on the table. Fuck off. No. I'm pretty tired. Um, so right now, I just I, fucking tell him to fuck off. I would say, like, all right, you can be smart. You can be fat. You can be cool. I don't care if you're fat, but if you're fat, there's nothing worse than somebody fat and smelly. It's just like, dude, no. I'm right here. Right? Like, <laughs> I oh well, what do you think of Buffalo? Fuck you, fucking, <laughs> fucking Buffalo. Fuck that. So that year in camp, the Bills. Uh, that was the um, I I got on the Boston Fire Department and um, the, I just I found out I was getting sent to the uh, to the academy. So I'm like, dude, I I kind of joined the army for this shit and really wanted this to happen. So. It's like, you know, hey, you come back in September, would love to have you. I can't. Thank you very much for the opportunity, guys. Love the opportunity. You have a great captain in Andrew Ferentz. Benoit Pouliot, it's a great signing. And they had the number one draft pick the next year, and they got McDavid. They go to the fucking conference finals um, and lost to the, I think they lost to the Ducks. But uh, anyway, they're like, hey, classy move but we can't get you out of this thing i'm like what thing so they have a meet an oiler night at um eskimo stadium and it's like the jumbotron it's like the kiss cam but we're not kissing people it's the kiss cam so it's like <coughs> find out where these guys are fucking sitting yep. to go meet an oiler and like i had fucking shirts made up with my name on it that never ex- a player that never existed and I'm signing them, and this is great. And I'm sorry for anybody that's got one of those shirts. Uh, never happened. But anyway, uh, there's a does, it, does it say does it say fucking who on the top? No, it's so like the the crowd. You know, the the PA announcer goes on and goes, "Hey, Eskimo fans, that's your chance, your time to meet an Oiler tonight in attendance. We have Andrew Ferentz, the captain, defenseman. Like, yeah, right. We're going nuts. Yeah." At right wing, number seven, Benoit Pouillard. Yeah, they get to my name. And then the kids, and then the crowd just goes, huh? Yeah, what? Yeah. What? What? Mine's forming. These fucking people are coming up. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, ah, yeah. 
I'm like the fucking water boy on the team. I don't So this 15-year-old kid, this 15-year-old kid, I can't, I can't pick this up. 15-year-old kid. Where the fuck's Wayne Gretzky? Goes up, goes up to like Andrew Ferentz. Andrew Ferentz, thank you so much. I love it. Benoit Puglia. And he gets to me and he goes, who's this fucking guy? Oh. <laughs> I'm Those Lucas are like Carr. the best reactions at like at the end of the season, the Bruins would do the, like the jerseys off your back ceremony yeah. thing. And like the yeah. people that would get so excited for like Bergeron or Char and so, and then you get the guy that like played one game and he was a Providence Bruin and they're like, yeah, this is the one I got. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel I, so bad for that player. Like Wade Wade Redden was a uh, was a was a really good guy. Uh, he was a great locker room dude. Played in St. Louis. I think he played. Uh, he got drafted by St. Louis, and we picked him up in that 2013 season as a free agent. He ended up like being a great guy, but he got injured, and they did the shirt off their back for hey you like to the fan. I forget the fan's name of who would remember that, but. I remember the reaction. Uh, hey, so and so, meet Wade Redden. <laughs> Might as well just say meet Lucas Carr. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Lucas Carr night at the fucking Eskimo. Hut. Me and and I'm just like, I mean, just I mean, that's fucking Wayne Redden. Like I feel like, like they would go nuts in St. Louis for that dude, you know? But yeah. didn't work there. Ah, uh, no, you're good. Now, 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 the year the the Bruins made it to the finals when they lost in 2013 was that was your jacket, right? That they were yes. wearing. Yeah. How how uh, did you get like you're just you're everywhere. You're Forrest Gump. <laughs> that's it. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's that's great. Yep. That's awesome. How, how did they get a hold of your jacket? How did that end up being a thing? So. Hi, I'm Chris, owner of Garage Doors Plus. We specialize in custom garage doors, sales service, and installation. So whatever you may be looking for, we can help. Financing is available, so if it's time to give your garage and home a lift, call us at Garage Doors Plus, 617-458-1148. You can also find us at gdplus.com. That's gdplus.com. Garage Doors Plus, we open doors when you can't. Um... He lost a bet in Vegas, just, and no, no, no. he has to give it like, to Yager. So it's <laughs> I, I like, like like when um when Josh just goes uh you're everywhere. I'm I'm just thinking of the fucking scene and meet the parents when Robert De Niro showed up at the at the the airport and Ben Stiller goes, Jack, you're you're here. Oh, I'm everywhere, fucker. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. We before you came on, we were gonna we we're just gonna call you the Forrest Gump of fucking everything. Uh, Forrest the Forrest Gump of Boston. You're everywhere except i've never invested in any, any fruit companies um <laughs> you fucking should um how about chocolate so, or bubba gump shrimp let's fucking go forest so this uh that's that jacket is uh got a lot of a lot of good things behind it um good the other bruins won the cup in 2011 um andrew put that back up josh that's a cool jacket i want to see that uh Andrew uh, wore a Ranger t-shirt 
my I wanted to give him this a scroll t-shirt before anything, but then again, it's just like, all right, well, nobody will really understand that unless you were there. But yep. I, gave a, I gave him a black and gold t-shirt. It just said Ranger on it. So there's a picture of Andrew Ferentz with the Stanley Cup, him wearing the Ranger t-shirt I gave him in the fucking full 60 to his nice. Like and before every game, he would wear that shirt. It was ended up being pretty good luck. Um so that year they won the cup. I was like, hey, listen, I'll show you how all this happens. Um, I took him down to Fort Benning and I took LB with me. Oh, that was that trip. It was that trip. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nice. Um, awesome. So uh, I took LB down there. I took Andy and we did a presentation with them uh, under the Ranger scroll. And I'm sorry, under the Ranger tab at Fort Benning and presented them with their own uniforms uh, with honorary Ranger tabs um, and everything else to go along with it. So that year, uh, Andrew, like they go to the playoffs, you know, there's a playoff, there's a player of the game thing. The year before they had, I think they had the chain, they had the fucking chain and they lost to fucking Washington that year. Uh. That was brilliant. Seven games and out, and Washington yeah. was had a great team that year. Anyway, so um, anyway, so Washington X's them out next year, 2013, the fucking year of the bombing. Yep. Um, obviously, uh, <coughs> in the marathon that year without Matt Brown, um, the bombings happen. Shit fucking happens. I just finished the marathon. And I'd probably say 150 feet behind me was when, where the first bomb went off, run back, do all that shit. You know, um, you know, the time goes on the fucking Boston, like Boston sports again, right behind everything that happens. Yep. Red Sox won the fucking world series. Mm -hmm. Bruins go to the Stanley cup finals. They take that jacket that I gave Andrew Ferentz and Andrew Ferentz, um, gave it to the team, and they fucking lost to Chicago in mm. six games. Imagine oh. if that was a jacket that won another cup, you know? Right. Yeah. But that's the origination. That's how all that happened. And, uh, that's cool. Where's that jacket now? Uh, it is framed in Matt Brown's basement. Uh, oh. With with various with that was the exact same jacket. It's framed in his basement. Um. It's got medals and badges from various people I've been in the military with, guys who right. were raised, guys who were Army Rangers, guys who I was just in infantry, you know, infantry school with or just served in the Army and units I was with. Uh, I can, I'll get you, I'll get Josh a picture and we'll put it up one of these days. I'm not sure where Josh went. Yeah, I don't know what That's happened. Fine. He has a pregnant wife, so it could be anything. He may could be going out for orange sherbet, you know, or she started screaming. I heard bacon. Go get me bacon now. So, I'm fucking right. pregnant. Shoe. Yeah. I got something cool. I'm going to go and get, and I'll, and this looks, Isaiah, Josh, this will explain like how Mike and I met. Okay. But the fact, Mike. I remember, I remember when we met too, man. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to show you, you'll get a kick okay. out of this. But the fact, Isaiah, I know you and I like virtually met like last yep. year. Yeah. And, Josh and I meet in the studio before a fucking 
a show, a Hillman morning show. <laughs> I I still can't like stop laughing with just like every little side comment and stuff like that. And just like your deliveries are fucking so on point. <laughs> if I could come back as one person, I definitely would want that Mike shoe delivery. Like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, an hour of sleep will do you good. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Hold on, I gotta get this. Okay. Uh, All right. I feel like you. I feel like you're using your mic as a pillow. I almost am. I'm leaning on it. <laughs> you're like leaning in. I thought. I thought <laughs> like during good. the. It I thought during the Mike D out. story, you were going to be fucking gone. <laughs> you call those two little lines above your mouth. There's a name for that. I'm just leaning in on that, and it feels. No, I'm going to call Sweetwater. Right. Five more of these. So, Mike, remember that? Is that LB? No. <laughs> WrestleMania. That is. Oh, WrestleMania. Okay. So, <laughs> one year. One year. Um. Mike was uh, was doing the walk for change, and uh, he was going from I think you were walking from North Attleboro or oh yeah that was my first year North Attleboro yeah. to Boston yep so yep. he's at a Dunkin' Donuts in in Dedham at the Dedham Mall yes yep yep and he's just doing a live <laughs> broadcast there and everybody's like what's going on and like I like I had known LB before that and um, he was I'm like I'm not going out there to meet him <laughs> he's a mess no nothing against lb i'm just like no, I, oh, I won't make it to yeah. work the next day so just, have, me, uh, have me fucking stay with him you know, have me like stay with him and, and there was no way in hell i was gonna make it to work because right. he had stopped in framing <laughs> and that's where he lived at the time i'm like all oh, right I, yeah that would have just like i i'm gonna go meet mike shoe like then you know we had met prior shortly prior to that in passing like let me like formally introduce myself and you had the the donation thing we dropped yeah i dropped just dropped a lot hey man thanks very much mike nice to do that you go whoa 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 you're like where'd all this come from i'm like the bank <laughs> <laughs> yeah the atm right over there like like uh i dropped like money in there and and mike's mike's casual delivery um where did all this come from <laughs> i'm like the bank <laughs> you know ever since and then yeah and then he got me to bid on this and um yeah um right there i gotta tell you when i first was that the first time we met you met before that uh you came up to the studio or something yes because yeah you were your story was amazing so you didn't you didn't finish high school. Correct me if I'm wrong. You left high school to start a landscaping business. Tree company. I'm still yeah, tree company, right? So, and it was very successful. And he was, doing, he was doing great. And then like 9-11 happened and he's like, I gotta, I gotta do more than this. Mm. Like he gave it all up and you joined the, and you became a ranger and you know, you, you served our country. And I thought that was just amazing. And I, somewhere I still have, that uh the the orange you know work shirt you gave me the t-shirt with the flag on the back yeah i got that i got that stashed away there are t-shirts that i saved because they were starting to get holes in them you know so i didn't want them to deteriorate <laughs> anymore there's all these concert shirts and stuff and they're in with those I gone to buffalo tore it through a bottle at me um but yeah i remember that and i remember that just that just moved me so much like this guy was fucking rolling he was doing great with his business and he just gave it up because he had a mission, you know, and I was just like, that guy's fucking got balls. 
That's big giant balls right there. And I remember meeting at the um we had that rally in uh where was that? In Melrose. 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 That's I was there. I was nine. Yeah. In that big park, and you were there too. And um it was just amazing, man. And then when you came back, you just you you would come back to visit every now and then. And uh and you came back and you gave us that the uh the flag and you gave us the AAF banner that we had in our office that was trying. I think Carrie's got that now. Yeah, that's and awesome. The pictures and the and the and the uh pins on it. It's got the like the yeah. the combat medal and all that stuff in it. And it was just, you know, you've been you know, a, the crazy you've been part about that is shoot, is that that was at a time when like we were like life is good. Life is still gonna be good because we're obviously where we live, but like that was at the time when the everlasting battle of BCN and AAF had decided. That's a battle. And that was um, WBCN, WAAF, like, okay, that's, that was huge. And that banner and the, with the flag in it, I'm sorry, the flag that we gave you guys was operation kick out the rock. (laughs) Um, And they're just like, all right, that's what that's going to be. I'm like, eh, 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 there's a little more to it, but like, <laughs> yeah, right. A little bit. And we gave it to, um, <laughs> we gave it to you and Carrie, and I think LB, and LB and I were out drinking like the entire day before that. Well, I'm sorry, no, the entire day of that dinner. At <laughs> that Flemings. entire week. Like we were at Fleming's. Like we had gone to Fleming's, um, Fleming's, and and that was it. It was just like. That was like the celebration, and now here we have this flag to be like, what happened on this day? Well, here it is. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. It signifies it, you know. But it'll never be like that again. Right? No. Radio wherever <laughs> I mean, it'll be like that again. And and that was like, it was literally fighting in the streets. It was right. like street team against street team, and it was like bribing police and security guards to get van position and banners up and. You know, our street team, like if you see a radio street team now, it's like these these like college kids wearing fucking skinny jeans and boat oh. shoes, right? Oh, sorry, Josh. Uh, when I first started hey. at AAF, <laughs> our street team was like full grown men who may have done jail time. May? And it was just like they were in it for the fucking to meet the rock stars and to get the fucking chicks. Yep. And and it was just like these guys would fucking pull Fight. out a, a fucking two by four from under the seat if any shit went down. You know, it's just like, okay, so here we are at the T-Mobile <laughs> in fucking Boston. And then, oh, there's the BCN van. He goes, where are those fuckers? And then they're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'll go up and I'll, I'll, wait I'll, now. I'll fucking get in the guy's face and you go around and let the fucking air out of their tires. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be, don't, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I need my job. You know, you go do that. I got to talk on the radio. It's like, I got to sit here and hand out stickers. You know, it was just, it was fucking crazy. Everyone, every once in a while, like FNX would get involved to try to back BCN a little bit. Oh, that's, that's how I met Adam 12. So, which is a funny story because that was at that time. So it was at the Newberry comics and they had one in Shrewsbury on route nine and static X was doing an in-store appearance to sign copies of their new album. So, um, we get there. I go to this. That's when the studio, I think was in Westboro. No, we were in Boston. Anyway, we roll in on the rock bus. And I don't know if you guys remember the rock bus. It was just oh, yeah. a big RV that was infested with fucking chlamydia. And 
you know, it was just like a, it had couches in it and a huge sound system attached to it. It was super fucking loud. So we roll into the parking lot and there's a fucking huge line of people. And they're obviously AAF people because they all have beards, even the women. And <laughs> we get out and our street team deploys. And like it was great watching them because they would just like get out there. And in uh, like 15 minutes, everything would be bannered to fuck. There would be, you couldn't see anything except AAF banners everywhere. They'd be handing out stickers and fucking shirts and shit. Everybody's all of a sudden wearing shit. They were guys he's awake. It was he's wide awake. Right? And then this is amazing. So we roll in there and they start doing their thing. And I walk out and I was going to go like, just say hi to people in the crowd. And, you know, there's like maybe 200 some people in line already. And there's this little tiny, like, one of those little tiny vans that has the fucking pointy flat front end. I don't know what you call them. It was the W that was the WFNX van. That's the only vehicle they had. And Adam 12 is standing out there with stickers, but he's, his back is against the van and there's a circle of fucking dudes like going, what the fuck are you doing here? You guys don't even play fucking static X. Fuck, wow. who the fuck are you? And he's like, Hey, you know, I, I just said, my boss told me to came out to come out here. And I said, and I recognized him um, because I'd met him briefly once before at some beer event. And I said, Oh, Adam. Right. And he's like, yeah. Hey, how's it going? I'm like, Hey, Adam 12, everybody, this guy's great. And I'm shaking hands and we're talking. And then the, I was like, this, this, he's cool. Everything's good. And they all kind of disperse. He's like, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to throw my body in the woods, you know? And like, from that day on, we were like best friends. Um, That's awesome like that you got to do that. Cause I've always wanted to be that person to be like, no, no, no guys. It's okay. He's with me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let this one live. He's you know, we, uh, He's, He's the guy, like, Mike Shue, yeah. the godfather of rock and roll. You know, and it was so funny, man. He was like literally sweating and stuff. And we always, oh. every time we don't get to see each other that often now, but every time we meet up, we always talk about that time where it was just like, he was going to get lynched by AAF listeners. And it was like, yeah. Yeah. Have That's you, have you talked to him since you got the new gig? Uh, I've messaged with him back and forth. Yeah, yeah, good, he's good. on 92 yeah. nine now. Uh, yep. And uh, he does a uh, middays and part of the afternoon there. He's like one of the he's one of the best guys in radio. He's not only is he like a total professional and like really great at what he does. He's good. He's, he's good. He's good. Super, super nice guy. He's a genuine guy. And no that's Josh a Dolan. commodity in this business, you know. So no Josh. Not, not nothing I mean, like Josh no, Dolan. Nobody's perfect. So you know no, Josh <laughs> Dolan wears uh, fucking deck shoes. So he uh <laughs> he, li he likes Matchbox 20. Anyway. <laughs> he doesn't even use a car. That's all right. Do you know Rob Thomas? No, nah, never mind. No. Nope. <laughs> Forget it. Isaiah, like, so I, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's something that's like, something that's, that's generically fun memories is like, and, and this is, this is just uh, me looking at it as, as a whole. Um, my biggest thing, and I only ask this of people of your stature because I, don't know any new rock and roll right now. I really don't. And, I, and I'm, I'm not ashamed of that, but I feel like there was a time and a place in radio um, when it was just, we had the grunge era had set in Soundgarden, like the bad motor finger albums. Uh, I don't know. You go back, like Oasis was coming out with music, all, mm -hmm. like all of these bands, like, like here we are nineties grunge, like, how does that set a tone for what 
we would expect following something like that. Like you guys are big into music. Like I was a big, Mike, you always know this. I was a big Incubus guy. Mm-hmm. I yep. Great uh, band. You know, I loved Incubus. I, I, I enjoyed listening to Pearl Jam, but like at a time like that, when BCN is at a height, when WAF is at a height, who else is there to follow in those shoes outside of alternative music? Like, like FNX was, um, there wasn't really anything, but like, could you like take some of the viewers and like me back, like to a point where you saw this evolving into something that could last for a long time, but only uh, be new stuff for 10 years. You get what I'm saying? What do you mean? Like, could I, like, did I ever think I'd see Pearl Jam still being played on the radio to this day? Is that the kind of. Would you ever like music? Music that is was played like let's just say 1991 to like early 2000. Okay. And like there's songs from a lot of those artists, a lot of those bands. There's albums throughout all of that time. Nirvana, like all of those, all of those. Yep. Yep. Can you put a finger on saying like this is going to be music we're going to still be listening to now? Yeah, and- I can't absolutely. Um, when MTV started showing the Smells Like Teen Spirit video, that was the that was the the tide. That changed things. That that totally changed things because yep. what what they what happened there was a huge mainstream medium. Okay, this MTV at that time was playing a lot of hair bands, a lot of R and B. You know, Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah Michael Jackson was huge. Yeah, it was a lot of yeah, Doc, and there was a lot of that stuff, right? And so, and and great reaction to that, but until <laughs> and extreme, that time, yeah, fuck, yep. every fucking song from Extreme was like, yep, yeah. And until until that time, stuff like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and stuff was still fairly underground. Even the Temple of the Dog was even out then, and that was starting to stir some stuff up. And you know, Lollapalooza was breaking some artists, you know, the hard way on, on the road, but that was like West coast, Seattle grunge though. It almost felt like that's out there making its way. Right. This but way. it was, it was, yeah. Right. Radio was starting to play it on the East yes. coast and stuff, but not like, not like, uh, like Luke said, it was like FNX, yep. you know, AF may dabble in it. Uh, same with BCN, but not a lot. And once MTV started playing smells like teen spirit, it connected with all of those people who were like, just this, like you know, Dawkin and, uh, and Vogue, you know, and Michael Jackson, this is, this is not my music and mm. nobody's don't nobody forget about Bobby about Brown, right? Oh. Bobby Brown, all that shit. Right. So, and Fucking radio, wasn't playing, a lo- radio really? wasn't playing a lot of it. So, you know, when they showed that video, it showed, and what well, the great thing about that video was it showed people to me, the way I connected with it, people, it looked like the people I was hanging out with. It looked right. like my friends. It looked like the people fucking long hair. In. Yeah. It looked like people who are going to rock clubs to see bands. It looked like people looked who like the street team in the record stores. <laughs> it looked like a concert at the Wallace civic center in Fitchburg, but, but it showed that, you know, you can't, you, you can't just like one particular music. These people like metal and they like punk and they liked a lot of different stuff. So I think that was the time. That was the point. It was like, yeah. holy shit, they're playing this on MTV. And then that, after that, it was like it was like pulling the plug out of a keg. And yep. it just started pouring out. And then you had Soundgarden and Temple of the Dog, the Temple of the Dog record, and Alice in Chains and all that stuff. Alice in Chains right is fucking it. amazing. Against the machine. Yeah, oh, my God. And that's when that whole 90s alternative rock movement started. You know, yeah. and the Chili Peppers finally broke through at that point, even though they'd been around for like 10 years. Um, so I think- One sex sugar magic. 
MTV right? was playing that playing that one video broke everything open. And that, that was the last nail in the coffin for hair metal and mainstream music changed radically. But now you're looking at it going the other way. Right. That's what I'm, yeah. Rock music now is kind of like set on the side, set outside the mainstream again. Yep. You know, and now you've got what they call alternative now is more like kind of light pop kind of danceable emo shit. You know, hip hop is obviously ruling this, you know, country is ruling out there. Stuff. Country is kind of like rock now. Country's right. always yeah. been that. Country's I, I, really mainstream, kind of like yeah. country's kind of like Journey with banjos now. Yeah, <laughs> Warner with banjos, you know, or Nickelback with band. Nickelback right. is basically a Papa a Roach with a pop country <laughs> band without the fiddle and the banjo, right? Right. Pretty right. much. I mean, they're writing the same kind of tunes if you if you really look at them. So, you know, uh, rock is I think where it's supposed to be now on the outside. That's what rock and roll was always about. It was about the fucking people that didn't belong to any group. Right. Were kind the of outcasts. Like, yeah, exactly. I, the outcasts. You get, they were lost. And yeah. that's why all the real rock guys never get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. right. Or at least when they should. That's exactly. <laughs> so, it takes them 10 years. Yeah. Well, so Lucas, like, Lucas, think about this. All the stations now, when you wipe off stations like BCN and AAF and FNX, those are all fucking gone. Think about the Boston music scene. You have 92, I don't fucking 90. know. Like I wouldn't. Well, 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 the, not that against anybody a Christian rock. I'm no offense against Christian rock, but I mean, it's not. It's not even Christian rock. That's just a different movement. But when you look at stations like a 92.9, or you look at a station like Mike's on now, they're classic hits, and the people that are in charge are the ones that can make that movement. And I believe in Mike's case, you know, you've got a station in Worcester that a have dominated for so many fucking years. Mike is now available. Mike's now on the morning show. He has 22 plus years of you know, experience on that station in that area. And, and, and unless, unless, you know, they completely miss the fucking cue, which I don't think they will, but that particular station turned that into slowly a little bit more like AAF was well, and yeah. give some of that new music a place. Cause otherwise it's going to fucking die and it's, or not die, but it'll be on, you know, satellite does a good job with some of their octane channels and, and, yeah. and those things. But there's no fucking personalities on there. There's no people. It's a jukebox. But what people right. want now, especially during the pandemic, they want they want comfort food. Sure. And you know, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Led Zeppelin, you know, that kind of stuff. That's comfort food because it's it's familiar and we like it and we need reassurance because this sure. is these are fucking weird times. You know, and people well need, then they, they can right they, they can go back right to having that's you do the thing a people want, you know, and and so you know, that's that's what people want to hear. They want to be comforted. They don't want to be challenged right now because there's enough challenges in your fucking life with this pandemic going on. It's already enough whatever new they, stuff. Whatever they mean. Yeah, they, yeah. Don't want to, they want to turn on the radio and be like, oh, yeah, um, Sweet Home Alabama. Okay, good. That makes me feel good. Right. And that's really what music is about, man. Music is a fucking elixir and a mood changer. And, you know, you, but you're, you you're at a very yeah. unique time where you are and we're in a very unique time. So perfect yeah. example, Friday when it was 60 degrees and we've all been locked up. You got that moment of, ooh, when I heard there will be 12% at, at fucking Fenway Park, there's going to be a movement to go and try to take those baby steps. And you're in a great position. You don't have to do six hours of new rock or whatever. But even if you did like a local licks feature and just start to get us back there. Yeah. Anyway, the point sure. I'm making there, Luke, Lucas, is that's where radio is now. It's a lot of classic hits. It's a lot of comfort food, which yeah. isn't yeah. bad. But we need 
we need kind of the rise up again. I don't expect to be fucking mainstream, but there right. needs to be a place like Mistress Carrie. Her podcast is going really well. And she's, you know, she was the fucking music director for WAF. She was the assistant program director. So based on what she's been telling me behind the scenes, they're going to start to feature, you know, music and keep that fucking thing alive because that flame should never go out. You well, know, I, you know, it's different. Also, Lucas, it's different now because yeah, it's not radio stations competing against each other. It's, <laughs> it's podcasts competing against <laughs> yeah, podcasts, and, and there's several different streaming services, and yep, then you've got YouTube, right. satellite you know, radio. Can get their music on demand. You, it, it's no longer you know you sitting in your bedroom with a tape recorder right. waiting for that right. song to come on so you can hit record like and this. Play. Yeah, you're right. just like, now you just whip out your phone right and you're like oh i want to hear fog hat right now or i want to hear fucking you know kings of leon right rage now. that's it right there you and that's just the mindset too like the the mindset of like even even being in working on the radio i was like i shouldn't be thinking like this when people would call up and be like hey i said play some like nirvana i'd be like look it up on youtube actually don't oh, do that you lost him just was that a perfect out. was that a perfect impersonation of, of a young kid in the late 80s early oh 90s, god waiting for the song i know right we were all doing that right? oh, god. Pictures, like we're ready there it is. You know, it's a new well, fucking call. You call. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. Dale Dorman was talking <laughs> over the intro. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, man. Like, so that, you know, so, so radios, radios, just uh, you know, radio and rock music. It's a lot different now because rock music fans. If you're a real, real music fan, you know, there's other places you can go. But with radio, you know what Isaiah said. You've got personality added yes. to it, and that's the challenge. Is that's where you have to offer something that's not offered anywhere else and that's really right. hard because yep. you've got millions and millions of outlets like podcasts and things like that but the thing with podcast is you uh oh, that's, my, that's my that's my daughter <laughs> chloe are you going to work at the club what? all right shake it a little so you can get some tips how old is she now 13 <laughs> no she's 16 i i uh you're the one that came in here with bunny ears i uh does she work I at 10 i that's remember when she was a baby mike i know right you know She's making um, his life fucking hell right now. She went and bought jeans that like said Playboy on the side. And I said, do you know what that means? And she had no fucking clue. I had to explain. No, you didn't know what oh, it was. Oh boy. I had to explain that. It's getting to that point, Luke. She yeah, thought it was that. an ETB. I get thing, it. You know? I get it. My, my nephew just got his, uh, one of my nephews just got his license. And, uh, you know, I got the question, hey, can you find me a good car? Uh, <laughs> There it is. Jesus. I can find there you a is. job. I got a good car for it. It's got 310,000 yeah. miles hey, if on you can it. But... Stand, hey, you know what? I'll get you any car you want. Um, if you want to suit up, put your pads on in the ice, and we'll see who is it. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, but I'm not going to lie. These kids nowadays, these teenagers, they're crazy good at every everything they do with, with hockey. It's 13 months a year. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I have a friend I play disc golf with, and his son is... 13 months a year, right? Does that sound yeah. right? His son I is, think it's is 12. constantly playing. Oh. <laughs> you know what? No, not with I, hockey. Not with hockey. Isaiah, you know what? I knew, year, it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I don't know much, but I know fucking 12. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Um, you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. That's fucking great. Uh, um, you know, we all need we all need to stop fucking around and get together and get a good fucking drunk on. Jesus guys, Christ. Well, yeah, hey, enough, I'll tell you man. what. I think the last time we saw you deal. in person was the, the tool concert at uh oh, Hurricane. Yes. Yes. Oh, I got thrown you know, out. Um, 
And uh, so, by the way, this summer, we'll, we'll, why don't we just do a live podcast? Yes. In the middle of the ocean. Yes. That sounds good to me. But yeah, why not? Socially distanced from the I'll, fish, motherfucker. I'll probably be yeah. looking for some some ocean quietness. So yeah, do uh, like point. We'll go out, I mean, hey, that we can have our like we can literally have so many people tune into this. Like, yep. uh, this is gonna be like we could get somebody and I get electricity on the fucking thing and so we can go to international waters. Yes. You know, yes. we can sacrifice I'll, a goat. Uh, I'll get Captain we'll have, we'll have to Chuck, figure it out. We'll have Chuck D on. <laughs> I know. Josh made a good point. Can you call your boy Chuck D? Get him on the boat. Yeah, really. You know what? You, you know what? You know what's funny is your phone was dead and you forgot to get his number. Now we heard that. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? It's pro- like I. Everybody has an iPhone, and yeah. like you scroll down to the use, and an unknown. There's about like 55 numbers in there. <laughs> Right. Um, like who the fuck unknown. is this? I just never, I put under, <laughs> uh, unknown, like in there. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't know. So a stupid whore from Vegas. What? Yeah. <laughs> fucking uh, like a, with a guy wearing brown shoes. Well, how much do I want to tell you that piece of shit? You know? Did you put the stick man in there? The guy who was <laughs> I don't sitting know next why to the stick man, stick man. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I think that that'd be great to just do from the dock in Marina, yeah. in Marina Bay. Yes. Yeah, let's you set know, it up. Guys. Nice, and yeah. and I could probably pick your ass up in Marblehead, Isaiah. Let's fucking go. Oh, um, Marblehead. I would pull into the land. I could pull into the landing there. Done. The, and the Marblehead, uh, where the harbor is there. Let's fucking go. Wrap it up. I, yeah, I, why don't you I bring there all the time? We go to the Valley Canal and pick me up here in Worcester. Yeah, can you? Get, how do we, how do we, uh, uh, <laughs> might might have a little damage, but I'll figure it out. There's water in it. You can do it. <laughs> um, where dude, fucking let, let's plan something. Let's definitely plan something. Yeah. Where? How's your? I know it's like. How's your hole? I know, uh, like it's obviously been a year since all this shit hit the fan. What? what the, what's going on out there? Anything? Something weird's happening. Memories I have of watching this <laughs> podcast when it started was. Everybody was coughing on the show, and she was like, "Shit, no, you can't do that now." <laughs> I used to, you know, I used to like hawk loogies out of the car window. Now I, I'm afraid to do that. Somebody might see me and take my license plate down and call me a super spreader. <laughs> I'm afraid to sneeze at the supermarket, you know. Even though I'm wearing a mask, I can't cough. Right. I can't, you know, I have allergies. I have legit allergies. Springtime's coming. No, you don't. You have fucking corona. I'm gonna be fucking coughing and hacking, you know, waking up with a snot-filled nose, and people no. are gonna be like infected yeah. you, know, you can't even do that I mean, anymore i mean me, the person my wife were at a, a restaurant and i swallowed water down the wrong right like yeah. pie and i left the restaurant just so i could cough right. <laughs> i was like i don't want anyone to be mad at me yeah yeah well like like imagine ah. if anybody's ever seen the movie summer rental anybody ever see that yes movie? that's right yep no. they're, they're all eating the popcorn and they're yep. chicken <sighs> Like can't that. do that can't do that now you go to fucking jail that was one of john candy's finest that was awesome um, you know everybody I, I know this i know like all the shit that's happened like people have lost their houses and you know josh like this this you got a lot of good listeners and stuff and you know i have the uh lot i'm like that was the gambling part of it that was thought i was funny but uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> little long a little long but it had a good ending yeah, um, <laughs> you know, like a, a years a years happened since yeah. 
a lot of things. Uh, everybody's, you know, AAF. Uh, we've had the coronavirus. We've had a lot of changes. We've had yep. you know, a, a change in a lot of things. And and as this, as the vaccinations keep getting put out, um, truthfully, and I will say this like out loud, like Mike, hearing you talk about like radio and smells like teen spirit and Isaiah, like you pointing out all the aspects of it and Josh putting together this podcast. Like I feel like I fucking had the best day going forward, but more or less like the fact that we got to talk about like WBCN and what yep. the team was like, and like Adam 12 and like that story there. And like, we talk about the young fucking 15 year old Canadian kid asked me who the fuck I was. <laughs> the Lucas car night. And then, and then we find out, like, hey, Chuck D and I are actually best friends. Kind you didn't of. get his fucking number shit here. <laughs> Probably in there. I don't know. But, yeah. You know, I, the fuck? I, I honestly, we're in a fucking great spot. We still live in yep. the country. Mike, you're we're alive and we're funny, healthy. Dude. Josh, you're funnier. Isaiah, you can fucking put a nail in the coffin and drive it home with just making sure, like, feeding off of these two guys. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> the aspect of, like, shoot, just, like, hearing that Static X story about A12 and and, and that buildup of when you saw, like, MTV with that. I'm fucking, like, I'm like, I fucking, a year went by of this shit. You know what? That shit's good. Today. Yep. Oh, cool, man. Fucking bad, man. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's fucking St. Patrick's Day. Go out and get shit-faced. Yeah. Right? WrestleMania, man. Right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Lucas. And then hopefully next time we see each other, they'll be in person. Because that was the last time we saw him was the Tool Show. That was Yeah, I ran into you in the street there. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, wait, if we go to Tool again, do you think that prick still won't let me take pictures? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Um, he's not a prick. Uh, so this year, um, we're, I, uh, I'm going to be playing baseball, uh, in the Yaki league, probably, nice. uh, it's going to be a good year. I might be coaching this year. I don't know, but, uh, to see some of these young kids and them like asking me questions about like what it was like to play when they were like a younger kid and stuff like, you know, what, when I was like younger, what, what that part was like, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I feel like this podcast right here, Josh, hopefully for your listeners, it built us up smiling to build us up like brick shit houses to go around like <laughs> glass houses tomorrow, man. <laughs> um, I'm going to go break a glass house now. Is that okay? But, but, but honestly, you know, uh, it is St. Patrick's day. Uh, when you get a chance, guys, raise a pint uh, to, uh, to Dick Hoyt, who, uh, who yep. passed away today. Uh, today? Today, yes, uh, he passed away. This uh, for for any of the listeners and anybody who doesn't know, who Dick Hoyt was. Dick Hoyt was the original uh, father son marathon team. Uh, he pushed his son Ricky in the marathons, mm. um, and I got to. Sorry uh, to hear that, brother. I got to um, work. I got to team up with uh, Matt Brown, as you guys know from Norwood, to do yeah. marathons. And our first marathon, <coughs> Dick and I were the only duo. Uh, well, uh, we were literally, it felt like there were three of us, but like 
Mm. You know, it was a very moving moment. And then obviously he was an inspiration to a lot of people. Um, so, you know, one of his, my condolences to his family. Yeah. I, this is the first time I'm hearing about it, Luke. I'm just seeing you know, it now on my phone. And, uh, you know, sorry to hear that brother. Uh, guys, he's, He's he's there. He's here with us today. Surprisingly, one way we'll have it. We'll have a cheers for him tonight. Yeah, know? definitely. But, be you know, Josh, to, to your listeners and, and shoot and your family, Isaiah, to you and your family, you guys are fucking rock and roll to me. You always will be rock and roll. And, uh, you know, as they would, as Chuck D would always say, you talk all that shit about cereal. Let's see you roll some shit. <laughs> right. That's something to live by right there. We're trying yeah. to roll shit every day, motherfucker. That's right. Hey. MC Fruit Loops. Show you know, <laughs> Eddie Murphy actually did a comedy bit making uh, making jokes about cereals and shit. I was watching Delirious last night laughing my fucking balls off. There's no comedy like that. Like Ice cream! Bill Burr said it the best. He goes, this show and fucking at a college and, you know, it was like, 3,000 people in there. You know, I got a couple, three or four emails from three or four different people. He goes, you know, basically, you're not going to appease everybody. That's going to last for three days. You tell them to shut the fuck up and you just go home. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was, a, exactly. It was a great oh. comedian who said, um, you know, you can't please everybody. And a surefire way to fail is to try. I like that. And that was Bill Cosby. Oh, oh wow. Wait, that's a bad... You know what? Bad can example. Part, Josh, can you can you just cut that part out? That was. Uh, <laughs> then he put a fucking. You know, said that Mike drink. Shoe. Yeah. Mike Shoe. Yes. Said that. Mike Mike Shoe. Said that while he was roofied. Yeah. yeah. Was that was that right before he roofied and fingered yeah, you? Pro- probably. Yeah. You know? Jesus Christ! What was I thinking? <laughs> this is an hour. You know? That's why I feel funny about you know? Jello pudding. You know what? Uh, though? Like, if you're gonna have a good joke, it's all that I'm gonna say is you know, jokes might make you feel good. You know, but they don't get you fed. You know what? So maybe if we tell a good joke, maybe we get arrested or maybe we get laid. But you know what? What are we going to get arrested for? Fucking being awesome. (laughs) 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 But, uh, all right, brother. Have me me on anytime, man. Thank you for coming on. Going on, Lucas. Yeah, thanks, man. man. Next time. Sorry we scared your co host. Yeah. uh, No, she's three o'clock. She was fine. Uh, oh. Next time, next time, you stay home and put her on. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, buddy. Hey, the, Thank you. Love you too, guys, man. All right. Thanks. All right. See you, dude. Guys. Good Have to see you, buddy. Happy St. Patty's Day. You yeah, too. Yeah. You too, man. Day. All right. See ya.